Welcome back to All Things Dark and Horrorful, the horror podcast that digs deeper into the most terrifying, creepy, scary world of anything dark and horrorful. So in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the Salem Witch Trials, which I took an interest in when me and three of my friends went to York in the UK. And we did a ghost bus where you got on a bus, a very creepy looking bus, a little bit like the night bus from Harry Potter. And our conductor took us around the most famous places of York where things had happened, so anything paranormal or witch trials or Dick Turpin's grave, for example, who was a very famous thief back in the 1600s, I believe it was. And the witchcraft stories, the witch trials, I took a really big interest in them because just the story behind it all is just absolutely crazy. And it's scary, actually, because to think that back in the 1600s, people were accused of actually being a witch just because they were a little bit smarter than someone else or they were a little bit stronger than someone else. Um, So I just found it very, very, very interesting. And there were one story that stuck out to me and it stayed with me. And our conductor was a very creepy guy, by the way. He said that in York, back in the 1600s, if you was a little bit stronger or a little bit smarter than anybody else, especially if you was a young girl, then you was accused of being a witch. And how they'd prove that you was a witch is just very, very... It's it's not nice, but it's very, very interesting that they actually did this to people. So what they'd do is if you was accused of being a witch, they'd arrest you. And they put you in like a, a wooden box, like some crates. And they had little holes in um, so you can breathe. But not only so you can breathe. Because what they did was they'd lift you up in this box and they'd put you, they'd lower you into a lake or a river. And these little holes let the water in. And they'd leave you there for roughly five to ten minutes. And if you came up and you was alive, then you was a witch and you'd get hanged. If you came up dead because you've drowned, then you weren't a witch. But either way, if you was accused of being a witch, you was going to die. Whether it would be by being drowned in this wooden box or being alive after you've been in the wooden box and being hanged. So that happened in York and... The most famous place for the witch trials, I think most people know, was Salem. Now, the Salem witch trials, there were a series of hearings and prosecutions of people being accused of witchcraft. And this happened in Massachusetts between February 1692 and May 1693. And more than 200 people were actually accused, but only 20 of them died from being accused of being a witch. Now, 19 of these people got hung. So they got accused of being a witch, and when they were found guilty, they hung them, apart from one person. Now, it wasn't just women that were accused of being a witch. There was a handful of men that got accused, and one man in particular called Giles Corey. Now, he was accused of being a witch. He went to trial, and he got found guilty. 
and they actually pressed him to death. So what they did was lay him down on a concrete slab and they'd put another concrete slab on top of him and they'd rest a load of rocks and bricks and stones until he got crushed to death. Now he's the only person in history that we know about got pressed to death after being accused of being a witch. Now I bet you're thinking, how did they prove that they were witches? Like, yeah, people got accused of being a witch, but how did they actually get found guilty? So, the most common evidence they had was called spectral evidence. So this meant that you were accused of being a witch if people thought bad of you or people didn't like you. So, for example, some of these people that actually died of being accused of being a witch, this was because their neighbours or somebody that they didn't like reported them to the police and said that they had a weird dream about them where they was doing something sketchy or something sinister and then all of a sudden you'd be arrested and you'd be put up to trial and a lot of the time they got people to actually admit that they were witches and they only did this because they tortured them so they basically tortured them to get a confession you know if someone's really really torturing you and obviously it hurts and you've had enough, you're going to say anything just to get this torture to stop. So that's how people got found guilty, because they tortured them to get a confession. And I just find it absolutely crazy that people got accused of being a witch just because one of the neighbours didn't like them. So they lied and said that they had a dream where they were doing something sinister. It's just absolutely crazy. Like these days, you obviously you won't get away with that these days. But to think it was just so easy back then to get someone murdered. Because that's why it was was murder. They murdered these people that were accused of being a witch. It just absolutely baffles me. So like I said, in total, 20 people died. Over 200 were actually accused, but only 20 got executed. Now the others were arrested and they were put in jail. And they were brought to trial. Everybody was brought to trial. A lot of them weren't found guilty, but they still went to jail. So a lot of these people actually escaped from jail. And whatever happened to these people that escaped from jail, I'll never know. But all we do know is only 20 people actually got executed for being a witch. And another way that they proved that someone was a witch was they tested them. So like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, that in York, they'd put you in a wooden crate and they'd lower you into some water. And if you came up and you were alive, then you were a witch. If you came up and you were dead, then you wasn't a witch. But obviously it was too late because you were already dead. And what they did in Massachusetts was, when someone got accused of being a witch, they'd tie their finger and the opposite toe together and then they lower your body into the water. And if you floated, then you were a witch. If you sank, then you weren't. But again, if you sank, you were going to drown. If you you floated and you was actually accused of being a witch, you were going to get hanged. Scary, right? Especially if you don't get on with your neighbours and they just randomly make up things about you and say they've had a dream about you. Get you arrested, bam, you're accused of being a witch. You're going through either torture or you get arrested and you get put in jail or you're going to die. It just baffles me that this kind of stuff actually happened in the real world. Yet it was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. 
but to think people actually went through the witch trials is just crazy. And you was also accused of being a witch if you had something called the Devil's Mark. And the Devil's Mark is basically a birthmark. We've all got birthmarks. Uh, I read somewhere years and years and years ago that if you had a birthmark, that's a mark of how you died in your past life. So, for example, I've got a, a, a pink birthmark on my left wrist. And it's very, very noticeable. It actually looks like a burn, but it's not. It is a birthmark. And when I looked into this, I started to think, oh, so in my past life, something happened to my wrist, which caused me to die, which obviously you think of slitting your wrist. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but that's what I read. That's just a myth that's going around, that a birthmark on your body is how you died in your past life. In fact, look into that. That's one task I want you guys to do that are listening. Look into what birthmarks mean and let me know what you think. Do you believe it? Is it a load of rubbish? Who knows? Let me know what you guys think. So anyway, the devil's mark, like I said, is just a birthmark. But if you had one, then you was accused of being a witch. Because they said that the devil would make a pact with a witch by leaving a mark on the skin. And then bring them up to earth and let the witch cause havoc, basically. So if you had a birthmark, you were accused of being a witch. So what we've gathered from the Salem Witch Trials, basically, is if you was smarter or stronger or just a little bit better, in in other words, uh, than someone else, then you were accused of being a witch and they put you up for trial and they do this thing where they lower you into the water, see if you float, to see if you were a witch or they torture you just to get a confession. Or if your neighbours didn't like you or somebody didn't like you, then they could lie and say that they've had a dream where you've done something sinister or dark or wrong. Uh, Again, then you'd get put up for trial and you'd either get arrested, tortured, you'd die. So I kind of believe that there must have been more than 200 people that got accused. In the whole of Salem, there's got to have been more than 200 people accused of being a witch. Because people didn't get on, same as these days, people don't get on. It's easy to lie about someone and make up a load of crap. So, I believe that there's more than 200. Obviously, I just go by from the research that I've done, and and the research that I have done, I've, I've found that only 200 people got accused, only 20 died. Now, one of the disturbing facts that I have read about the Salem Witch Trials, this one is very sad. Now, I think most of us can agree that we can sit and watch a movie and be quite sad when someone dies. But when an animal dies, it's just a whole different level of sadness. And in Salem, some animals actually got found guilty of participating in witchcraft. And they were sentenced to death for it, just like a human was when they were accused of being a witch and they were found guilty. And it was just the same process for the animals. Now, it was believed that some witches had animal helpers that could take almost any animal form and do their dirty work for them. So these animal witches could take on any form. So basically, shapeshifters. And dogs, cats, mice, basically any animal was at risk 
of becoming a suspect. And there were two dogs that I've read about and one of them was found innocent after it was shot dead. So it must have gone up to trial and it got found guilty. They shot him dead and then realised that he weren't actually guilty. But too late, the animal's already dead. And the other one, again, died. It was found guilty, it got shot and that one died. Same as the other one, but only one of them was actually found not guilty after it had been killed. Same for cats, same for mice. Again, like I said, same for any animals was at risk. So it was mainly the animals that were the animals of the accused. And they just accused the, the animals of participating in the witchcraft that their humans were doing or apparently doing. And I find that very sad. We can all sit and watch a film and we get upset when a human dies. But when an animal dies, it, it is very, very sad. And one scene that sticks out to me from when I were a child, and it was Jurassic Park. And there's a dog chained up at the side of a swimming pool. And a dinosaur comes and just bends down and just snaps the animal up. And I cried when I were a child. And I think I'd cry now if I watched it. It's just one scene of a animal dying that just sticks in my mind. So I've told you a few facts about the Salem Witch Trials. Now there is a hell of a lot more facts out there. So if you Google Salem Witch Trials, there is videos on YouTube. Uh, there is books, there is documentaries. People have made all different kinds of videos about it. It is very, very interesting. Like I said, there's a hell of a lot more facts out there about the Salem Witch Trials. So if you've got any questions or anything about this episode, or if you've got any paranormal experiences or any disturbing, dark, horrible stories you'd like to share with me, then please get in touch. Please let me know because I love, love, love to hear anything paranormal, anything creepy, anything that's going to scare the living daylights out of me. Absolutely love it. So join me next time on All Things Dark and Horrible for more creepy, terrifying stories that may shake you to the very core.